and welcome to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. I'm Dave Dorsey and I manage the ranch located near Wasilla, Alaska. There are presently 17 beagles and one basset at the ranch right now. Alaska Beagle Ranch is the only rescue in Alaska dedicated to beagles only. Thank you to all of our listeners. This week we welcome new international listeners from Denberg, North Holland and Leeds Torol, Austria. In the U.S., we have new listeners from Syracuse, New York, and Redondo Beach, California. Of course, our largest lister groups are here in Alaska. Welcome, and I hope you like what we have for you here. We do appreciate your support. The Alaska Beagle Ranch has over 1,150 downloads since we started doing our podcast last November. We are available anywhere you listen to your podcast at. Alaska Beagle Ranch is the number one Beagle podcast on Player FM. Things are better around the ranch this week. Unlike other parts of the U.S., we're having a rainy summer. We did get a break this weekend with some nice sunshine and higher temperatures in the upper 60s. We do wish those in the lower 48 that are having some extreme weather conditions are staying safe, and we hope things get better real soon. While we're talking about it, Will you take a moment and write us a review? Tell us what you think, how we are doing, and maybe what you would like to hear more about. Help us get the word out about the Alaska Beagle Ranch. You also can help support our podcast by donating on PayPal at Beagle Ranch 907. Today's podcast is dedicated to Gooch, a new addition to ABR. Have you ever suffered from depression? I think we all have in one way or another. You might not have got the promotion you wanted at work or that home you always wanted sold before you could try for it. Things happen. I was having a hard time myself last week with the loss of Macy and Kofo, both unexpectedly. Well, it hit me very hard. But after a few days of moping, I picked myself up by my big boy pants and were pressing on. But what about those beagles? Do they get depressed? How do you know, and what can we do about it? Well, let's talk about it. The following article is from the American Kennel Club at www.akc.org. How do I know if my dog is depressed? Unlike humans, dogs can't verbalize what they are feeling. But even though dogs experience different emotions than we do, Experts recognize that mental health problems akin to depression can occur in canines. How to spot signs of depression in dogs. The symptoms of depression will vary depending on the individual dog and the severity of the problem. There are some key things to look out for. However, including changes in body language during their interactions with people and other pets, decreased appetite, and lethargic behavior. Dr. Leslie Sin runs Behavior Solutions and is a diplomat of the American College of Veterinary Behaviorists, ACVB, and certified professional dog trainer. The main thing will be a change in normal demeanor, she says. What I hear from most of my clients is that their dog is not that willing to engage in activities that previously they seemed to really enjoy. She gives the example of a dog who normally loves to play fetch, but now they may play for one or two rounds 
and then aren't really that interested. Dr. Sin also lists other signs, including clingy, needy behavior, and perhaps a need to be closer to the owner in general. Some dogs, however, can go the other way and become excessively withdrawn. Ruling out pain or an underlying medical condition. The symptoms of depression are commonly similar to those displayed in a dog suffering from an underlying medical condition or chronic pain. Sometimes these can even be triggers for depression. Dr. Sin always encourages owners to have their dog medically evaluated to rule out any medical problems. In general, if a dog is slowing down or is reluctant to engage, especially in the absence of some life-changing event, then I would bet huge amounts of money that is medical or pain-related, she says. Common Causes of Depression in Dogs If you suspect your dog is suffering from depression, ask yourself what has changed in their life and environment. There are a variety of triggers for depression. Sometimes it's an obvious thing, but it can also be more subtle changes and, or a combination of issues that have built up over time. Depression, in animals anyway, is something that we tend to associate with a specific event, says Dr. Sen. It could be the loss of an owner, the loss of a buddy that they have grown up with, or a huge lifestyle change, a big move, or the addition or subtraction of key members of the social group. It tends to be context-specific. She explains that people should look at the dog's basic environmental and social circumstances to understand what might have brought about the changes in their behavior. Some common triggers include grief while mourning the loss of a human or animal companion, chronic pain, trauma, including injury, abuse, or long-term stress, environmental changes such as a house move, rehoming, or the addition of a new baby or pet to the household, even things like children going back to school after extended holidays or a change in your work pattern could be factors. Social isolation, insufficient physical and or mental stimulation. This is especially true for high-energy, driven, working breeds. Dr. Sin explains that some of the most severe cases of depression she has seen are from dogs coming out of just horrific rescue circumstances, hoarding situations, meat farm dogs, that kind of thing. Dr. Callie Ballantyne is a board-certified veterinary behaviorist and the leader of Insight Animal Behavior Services says that serious behavioral issues often resolve from a combination of genetics, early life experiences, the physical and social environment, and ongoing learning processes. We regularly meet with experienced dog owners who provide appropriate amounts of exercise, enrichment, play and training, and still have dogs that suffer from fear, anxiety, and depression. You could have a very, very anxious dog that has a lot of behavior suppressions, adds Dr. Sin. It's really kind of freezes or shuts down, and that whole process can lead to depression. The dog doesn't want to eat, doesn't want to move, 
doesn't want to do much of anything. It doesn't want to engage and consequently removes itself from social interaction. In these cases, treating the problem is not typically straightforward. How to treat depression in dogs? As Dr. Sin points out, dogs are amazingly resilient. If there is a significant event associated with their depression, often some simple environmental and social changes can make a huge difference. She suggests things like spending some extra time with them, taking them on extra fun walks, playing a little tug, or having a little grooming session. Usually, with a little time, extra attention, and enjoyable enrichment, your dog will move through their depression without any major difficulty. For some dogs, their depression is a less transient, more serious, long-term issue, and they will need extra support. Dr. Sin is keen to reiterate that these dogs have often had a particularly traumatic past, and it is not a surprise that they need extra help. Often, behavior guidance from a professional is recommended, and in some instances, pharmacological support may be beneficial. We don't medicate out of convenience for the owners, says Dr. Sen, but if the poor dog is unable to function the majority of the time, then something needs to be done to address the quality of life and welfare of the individual. Dr. Ballantyne explains that pharmaceuticals are very helpful in cases where a dog's underlying emotional state is interfering with their ability to learn new behaviors or negatively impacting their quality of life. This is especially true when there are many different types of triggers for the dog's fear or anxiety or when the triggers are unavoidable. She gives the example of a depressed dog who is terrified of storms and lives in an area where storms are frequent for months throughout the year. I think it is important to acknowledge that pharmaceutical options aren't the only treatment for dogs suffering from mental illness, but rather just a part of the treatment plan, points out Dr. Ballantyne. Often the most effective treatment plans include a combination of pharmaceuticals, careful environmental management, and behavior modification rather than just one of these more modalities. Beagle Spotlight Goots came to ABR the other week when we were so busy rounding up beagles. Goots, who I misspelled his name and it stuck, is now Gooch. Instead of G-O-E-T-Z, it is G-O-O-C-H, Gooch. He's a senior beagle of 10 years old whose human had passed away. Things weren't working out, so the family was looking to rehome him. I contacted them, and they saw what ABR has to offer and came on board. Gooch is an unaltered male, so coming to ABR where all the pups are fixed was a challenge for a couple days. He wasn't in the treats and was a little challenging the feed with 17 other hounds. Things had calmed down, and he's starting to fit in just fine. He's right up front for the treats and ready to eat at feeding time. He got to experience blueberry pancakes this past Sunday for his first time, and I think he's in for the game. He, <clears throat> the vets are very busy right now, so we can't get him seen until the middle of August. 
He'll get neutered and looked all over by her vet. It's undecided if he'll be up for adoption. Being a senior pup, usually when they come to ABR, we make them permanent residents so they have a home for the rest of their lives. Welcome to the ranch, Gooch. Shout out. Shout out to some new Facebook friends, Shahina Hakeem Zaidi and Hamad Zaidi. Thank you for listening to our podcast and also thanks for your review. Your kind words are appreciated. We'll see you on Facebook. While we're talking about it, will you take a moment and write us a review? Tell us what you think, how we are doing, and maybe what you would like to hear more about. Help us get the word out about the Alaska Beagle Ranch. You also can help support our podcast by donating on PayPal at Beagle Ranch 907. The Alaska Beagle Ranch is a nonprofit, and we depend on donations to help us with our mission. What is our mission? Our mission and our goal are for every beagle, especially in Alaska, has a happy home. For our beagles to be happy, they need to be healthy. We only adopt healthy, healthy beagles, so we need your help in paying medical bills to get or keep them healthy so they can find their forever home. Beagles that can't be adopted become resident beagles at ABR. Their medical, food, and upkeep can be costly. We know that the economy isn't as good as we would like for it to be. Just a few dollars add up and goes a long, long way. Go to our Facebook page of Alaska Beagle Ranch and you can find out how you can donate through PayPal or Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. If you know someone who is looking to get a beagle, please share our podcast with them. All the episodes will tell you what you need to know about beagles. If you have any questions about beagles, and if they are right for you, email me at akbeagleranch at gmail.com or call us at 907-202-4226. You can follow us on Facebook at Alaska Beagle Ranch or on Twitter at Beagle underscore Ranch. If you would like to support the Alaska Beagle Ranch, there are links on how to on our Facebook page. Our show notes can be found at alaskabeagleranch.buzzsprout.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and maybe give some feedback. See you next week at the Alaska Beagle Ranch.